You're a monster. But um, now I lost my train of thought. I bring up. Why do I bring up James Winston? You gotta stop. I don't know, man. Like. Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. How are we doing? Good. You? Yeah, can't complain too much. Been kind of rainy and gloomy here, which kind of blows, but I like that. We're going to talk football, so kind of a rainy and gloomy guy, so Yeah, no kidding. That's pretty well. Yeah, I'm definitely not. And it it makes sense. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um not much has happened this week. I'm totally lying. We'll definitely jump into some Packers news. We got some Julio Jones stuff later to talk about as well. Um, lots of things to jump into. But real quick, if they wanted to subscribe to our channel or if it's follow us on our social media pages, James, where could they find us at? Oh, uh, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, at the TFO Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcast, and Anchor, the Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Boom. Come follow us, like us, subscribe. Let us know your guys' thoughts. But, James, we do have some news to jump into, and I'm really excited to get into it. So what do we got in Monster News this week? Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, Packers news. Yeah, no and, kidding. Uh, Caleb's representing with his uh, Rodgers jersey. That's shirt. right. Shirt. That's the, that's usually the route I go just because I don't have money to just buy <laughs> a ton of expensive jerseys. So I usually go the cheap route. Yeah, that's with fair. The shirts, but, um, so we'll get into this Packer news. Uh, first reports are that Denver is a real possibility for uh, Rodgers, a potential landing spot for him, yeah. which we kind of talked about last yep. week. I like that spot. Yeah, I I really don't think it's that that bad. We we're also discussing this the other day, just off the podcast mm-hmm. about him going to Denver and what the trade might look like. Because there have been reports mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, I think you know this better than I do, but I do think that because a lot of people, when Deshaun Watson was up there, possibly getting traded, a lot of the uh, potential trade offers we we're hearing were like maybe almost four first round picks, yeah, and yeah, stuff very like high. that. I definitely think Rodgers will, if he does get moved, will go for less than that. Yeah, and it's 100%. really just an age thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so what I've been hearing, I actually, honestly, what I've been hearing, I think, is almost still too low. Um, I'm hearing just a hit, like a couple picks, you know, a first round, you know, and like this year, first round next year, and maybe like a third rounder in one of those years, which to me is still not a ton. Yeah, I would do that. Um, yeah, I'd definitely do that. Especially I mean, because we're not even talking especially players. Especially if you're Denver. Right, like Denver. You bring right. Aaron Rodgers in there. You're you're, you're already a yeah. Super Bowl contender, um, but but that's also not even giving up players. Yeah, you're just giving strange. up picks. So to me, I remember like the potential Russell Wilson trades with like, yeah. the Bears and stuff. It was like two firsts. It was like um, I always forget his name on the defense. Not I don't Clay remember. Mack. It wasn't Cleo Mack, but it was like two defensive players and two first round picks. Like good defensive players. Like right, so, right. So I don't know if it's just, again, like if it's an age thing, which is fine, but I mean, he's the reigning MVP. So like it almost kind of reminds me of, you know, it, when Peyton Manning kind of left to go to Denver, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't like, think we've ever still really seen good. a reigning NFL MVP on no. another team the next year. No, that's never happened, but I'm still, I still think Aaron Rodgers still has a lot to play. So, yep. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. I mean, when you're talking fantasy relevancy, where would you put, like, how much would you upgrade that offense? Like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Jerry. Yeah. A decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. No offense. Does he automatically become a top 10? For sure. I mean, at the tight end position, it's not 
that hard, but um, he'd be, yeah, he'd be up there. Yeah. I think, yeah, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton have like top 20 potential. Mm-hmm. Maybe Lamb's there. Dude, I think Cortland Sutton has the ability to almost be a top 12. Uh, I think <laughs> I see with, with Rogers there. I don't know, man. I think that could work out well. We'll get to it later when we break down the uh, Broncos, but I got something cooking. Oh, uh, interesting. So, uh, and then there's all these reports about everyone knows that Aaron Rodgers isn't happy with the Packers and yeah. possible trading moves. Well, someone asked Devontae Adams, what would he do if Aaron Rodgers was traded? And he said, you have to seriously think about him and the Packers. Yeah, if, if he, he was. And uh, yeah, I think if you read between the lines, it's would I want to stay without Rodgers or would I want to force my way out to him? Yeah, so in my but opinion. You can't lose Rodgers and Devontae Adams. <laughs> no, no. The Packers really <laughs> oh, screwed up if they do, do both. That, like. I don't think Adams will leave, but here's the here's the thing for me. He won't leave if they sign him this year. You got to do something now. Yeah. And what I mean by that, like if they go give him a massive contract, making him the number, like the highest paid wide receiver, which in my opinion, he, he would be worth. <laughs> it's not a problem. He would definitely be worth it. You go do that now and he signs, then you're fine. I think if they hold out and don't sign him this year, and then if they decide to wait, possibly franchise tag him next year, you do all that. He is not coming yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, this is the last deal. Of, um, yeah, he's got he, this is last year. agent after the end of this year. Yeah, but he has, they can franchise tag him. Yeah, they could. Yeah, there's so, always that possibility. You still have that problem. So, I mean, to me, and they're not known for going and spending a high amount of money on wide receivers. No. They never do it. They don't do it in the draft or in free agency. So it is interesting, but there's a chance that, yeah, they could have another unhappy person in that offense. And, dude, he, he might not even play under the tag. He doesn't have to show up. Yeah, he doesn't. So the um, and then just the of course quote from the Packers GM that's just still just status quo with Jordan Love. Jordan Love has a long way to go in his development. But he was your first round draft. Heard the Packers GM. But he was your first round draft pick. I was. I mean, I was like telling this Caleb to Caleb the other day. Like, if you go back through like recent like decent amount of time in the NFL draft, every first round quarterback started within the yep. first two years at some yep. point. I think it was the only one who didn't was Paxton Lynch. Yeah. And he's not even in the league anymore. And yeah, Jordan Love has not shown anything. To I me, mean, he, like, because, like, the thing, because we were also talking about this, like, when Aaron Rodgers was behind Brett Favre, yep. players kept talking about the team kept putting out news that Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's, he's killing it, it in yep. practice. He's yep. killing it in camp. The, the, the players were talking about him. No one talks about Jordan no. Love at no. all. Nope. No one's excited. No one. You don't hear anybody coming and saying like, oh man, if Rogers left, dude, this is our guy. Like we're, we're pumped to have Jordan love. You don't hear it. No, you just don't. And there's a reason because he stinks. He was not worth a first round grade at all. I mean, I don't half the, like half the people that were do you know, like doing all these mocks for all these teams. I don't even think had him as a, a top quarterback. Like he wasn't. <laughs> and when you watched his film, he wasn't any so frustrating. And then, again, not to tell Rodgers. So, again, I don't know what's going to happen with all of the Packers stuff. I would really like to see everybody back, but there's no way Rodgers will be back this season. Do you think he'll sit? Do you think he'll sit? I I, I still think there's a real chance he plays for the Packers this year. I don't see it at all. I just don't. I mean, I just don't see why would you. If they fire the GM. Well, yeah, but I don't see them doing that. I could, I I, Honestly, I could see them doing that. Uh, It would be interesting. 
It would be interesting, but I don't I don't see that happening. I don't think you're going to because then he basically owns that team. He should. Yeah. He really should. Players like that should have that <laughs> kind of power. Yeah. The other thing that was really interesting too with the Devonte Adams stuff are the uh just if the other thing is is if he decided to also leave Green Bay, the chances of him still being able to go to whatever team Aaron Rodgers oh, is on not, is also very that's slim. Not happening. Yeah, that <laughs> so like you're 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 gonna leave for your guy, but you also don't have a chance to play with him. So in my opinion, just go for your payday, which you're gonna get in Green Bay. Yeah. So I just don't see why he would want to leave at this point. But I do see why you wouldn't want to play with Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. So which, uh, last thing, because I want to argue this right now for for our dude in our dynasty draft who didn't want to trade Devontae Adams earlier. Sucks to be you now, doesn't it? <laughs> I would be jumping ship quick. Yeah. I would be looking for the discount on Devontae Adams, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, dude, if Jordan loves your quarterback this season, he ain't doing anything. Yeah, not. He, not, not anything that he would normally be doing. Yeah. He'll still be fine, but I don't think he'll finish number one this year. Yep. No chance. So uh, next piece of news, uh, per Peter King, the uh, he like Julio Jones has like over fifty percent chance of being traded. It just makes a ton of sense for the Falcons to move on from Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. You think he's on the team? Season starts? No. Well, someone's got to go. They don't have cap space to pay people. So I don't know who's going to go, but I, he just seems like the likeliest of people. Potential trade partners. Again, I'll just say what I said a couple weeks ago. I, if I was any team <laughs> trying to get him. A, I'd be trying to get him. I mean, I would look for anybody that's like maybe on the cusp. Uh, I think cusp. the Patriots still make a lot of sense. Yeah, Patriots like would be great if you're trying to get. To, still like Jacksonville, him going to the Jaguars somehow. Yeah, I, I just don't awesome. see. I don't see. I mean, they just signed freaking Tim Tebow for crying out loud. So yeah, we, that was not a piece of our news because it's so yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just brought it up anyway. <laughs> um, so who knows what Jacksonville will do? I would just say, like, if you're any team trying to make a good playoff push, then you 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 might need a little bit more. Like Oakland would be another one. I mean, that, he can change your not entire. Oakland, he can, Las he's, Vegas. He's the type of player you can change your entire offense. Yeah, but like Vegas needs, they need a wide receiver. Yeah. Um. So so teams like that that just kind of need that number one. Yeah, the Patriots would be great. Um, I'm trying to think, any other. Uh, there's some other wide receivers that might be on the move this year, but I don't know if, yeah, yeah. we'd have to wait to see. And then, um, cause I was thinking Chicago would be a good one, but I don't know really what's going to happen. Cause Allen Robinson might not play this year. He's going to play. You think so? Cause isn't he supposed to get franchise tag, right? Yeah, he, he is does. franchise tag, but he already signed his franchise tag and bring yeah, but he said fields. he doesn't want to play under the franchise tag. Yeah, but he already signed it. So yeah, but I don't think he has to play still. Does he? No, but I mean, if usually the players don't sign it, they don't like, I'm just curious. I, I think know. signing it means something. Because he signed, I know he signed it, but he came out and said, "I don't want to play under the franchise tag." And apparently, they're nowhere near. Yeah, but all that page. news also came out before he signed. I haven't really heard anything after he oh, signed. Oh, yeah, I watched the video today. So, yeah, well, aren't you special? What the I do. Um, piece of disappointing news? I mean, it's really just sad because I used to love this player. We both love this player. We don't. I really, still do. We really don't know what happened. I still think he has a shot to yeah. come back. Yeah, but Carryon Johnson was released by the Lions, and then he was picked up by Buffalo. Actually, he wasn't. No, he was picked up by the Eagles. Yeah, which made me sad. Yeah, so when when he was released, um, you were the first person I called and chatted with, 
And I was like, dude, Buffalo, Buffalo, know, go right? get this guy. Like, dude, you guys need, you guys need some help. Carry on Johnson, I think was just completely misutilized and mismanaged in this offense. And Detroit, I don't think the new management came in. Once they drafted DeAndre Swift, I was kind of like, yep, his career's done here. Yep. But he still has fresh legs. It's, he's still very talented in both the run and the passing game, and he can block. His only knock is he was just got injured his first two years in the league. Yeah, but last he year he hurt. played all 16. Yeah, well. I mean, yeah. he didn't play a ton, but. Yeah, he was there. just hurt, and, and that happens. So if he can stay healthy, I think he would be. Just incredible. And I think this. I mean, if you're a Miles Sanders owner, we'll get. We'll, we'll just get to it later. We're talking about the Eagles later. Yeah, but yeah, but the fact that Buffalo didn't go jump on it just really bugged me again. Um, because I don't know what they're doing, but I actually made a trade and a play for him in our dynasty league. Yeah, so. it backfired a little bit, but eh, I was, it was worth the shot. I still think he has a chance, and like you said, we'll get to it a little bit later. But uh, yeah. but yeah, that was very disappointing to see. But it it also kind of makes sense from Detroit standpoint. Is that all we got news this week? Yep. Boom. Let's jump into our NFC East preview. So over the next few weeks, guys, we're going to be going from like division to division and conference switching and team switches and stuff. And we're just going to kind of go through and tell you what we think of each division, the teams, fantasy relevant stuff, uh, players, trades, whatever. We're just going to kind of knock it all out. So yep. today we're doing the NFC East. Yeah, we thought it might as well just start with the dumpster of last year's NFL divisionals. Yeah, we thought it might as well get it out of the way since it might be the... There are some, like, I mean, they some of these teams are interesting. They yeah. have pieces, but, yeah. I mean, last year was I actually through think, a weird set. I mean... I think it's going to be a complicated division, to be honest. Well, I think a lot of the... I mean, because just last year just being the year it was, I do think it's going to complicate a lot of things this year, but you just got to go with what you got. So yeah, Washington last year they finished first in the division at a whopping seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, not mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, key acquisitions in the off season. They brought in a uh, Curtis Samuel from um, Carolina. They drafted Daimi Brown in the third round of the uh, NFL draft. Yeah, and Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. I yep. think that is honestly probably the biggest change for this offense going forward for this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really like it. I think they drafted really well again this season. Um, last year they drafted really well, brought some really good pieces in. Um, one of my one of our one of our favorites, Antonio Gibson, uh, who really kind of had a breakout little bit of a season. I think he's only going to improve. They really tried to solidify the offensive line, and uh, which they did not only in free agency but in the draft as well. So I do look for this team to to still kind of bounce back. After a seven and nine, even though they won the division at, at seven and nine, I still think they're going to kind of bounce back on offense. They don't need to do a dang thing on defense. They were the third ranked defense last year. Yeah, <laughs> they allowed three hundred and twenty nine points on the whole season, which is I think fourth best in the league. So their defense is stacked. And last year their offense kind of matched their defense. They just had to like grit through it, mm-hmm. like because the offense was just terrible. I mean, yep. besides Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas out there. They had no one to pass the ball to. It yeah. was pathetic. And, I mean, so they just heavily utilized the running back position in the receiving game. J.D. McKissick last year was on fire. And, I mean, Sneaky had a good, like, he was actually usable a lot. He ended up finishing 24th at all, 24th overall at the running back position in half PPR last year. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, yeah that's fan, that's crazy. I mean, when you look at their offense, um, 
there's not many pieces that I was, you know, overly like, oh, dude, we, you know, we got this. You're, you're really looking at those those few handful of people. And Antonio Gibson was definitely more of a a volume play on a lot of these games because they just they couldn't pass the ball. And I think this year bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, it's kind of kind of bridge in. They didn't really draft anybody at the quarterback position. Did they? No. Did they do anything late? Mm-mm. I didn't think so. So if anything, they're going to look next year. Yep. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's the guy this year, unless they're still looking at Taylor Henneke, but <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I think uh, the like one question in the running back group is, do you think Antonio Gibson's targets are going to come up? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. But I mean, you can hope all you want. Yeah. But I mean, considering, so Antonio Gibson last year saw 44 targets. J.D. McKissick, he saw 110. 110 targets at the running back position is outrageous. And that was where all of his value came from. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. He had 85 rushing attempts. Like, so, I mean, he's going to be involved. I mean, that's without a doubt. Jade McKissick is going to be in that running back rotation. But if Antonio, because, I mean, don't forget, Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver. <laughs> he was a successful wide receiver in his career in college before switching to running back, he has that capability. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get those targets up to like 50 to 60, I mean, he was able to finish 12th last year. A lot of it came on touchdowns, which is a little concerning. He was a little over his head in that department. So if you equal that out with an increased usage in the passing game, a more efficient offense, an offense that actually moves, where do you see, like, where do you think Antonio Gibson's ceiling could be this season? I mean, if he gets the passing work, um, I mean, to me, his his ceiling could, you know, be through the roof. Um, I don't think it could get to top five, but it could definitely be I, in that I'll five him, to ten range. Yeah, I, I think he'll be top ten, top 12 if he gets passing work. But I wouldn't be shocked if he gets near the top five. I, I just wouldn't. I mean, I think the, the thing is, is this defense is going to give them enough offensive work. And I still think they're going to be run first. I still do. I, I really do think that they're still going to be run first, but I do think there's going to be some opening opening up with uh, the playbook with Brian Fitzpatrick as the quarterback and not one of these, you know, Kyle Allen or whatever. Yeah, it was so awful last year. Right, Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith. Alex Smith, and yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think for me, um, I'm more interested to see – like, what's your opinion with Terry McLaurin, though? We we know his ceiling is very high, but he really didn't. Have, I don't think like, his ceiling is very high this year. You don't? Think I don't it's think it's very high this year. I think bringing in Fitzpatrick. I don't. I know he has the tendency in the past to hyper target a receiver, but I think in this offense he's just going to hyper target receivers. I think mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel in the slot. I think it'll take some time, but Diami Brown. I think will be worked in. I think he's got that talent. He'll be successful. Also, side note, I was watching an interview with Ron Rivera. I think it was on the Chris Collinsworth. I think he has like a podcast or something. They were mm-hmm. interviewing him. And if you didn't know, Ron Rivera loves Diamond Brown. Yeah. <laughs> like he just went on and on and on, yeah, which made me feel good. Yeah. Because, um, so that was an important draft pick for them. Terry McLaurin, Diamond Brown on the outside, Curtis Samuel in the slot. I think that is an infinitely better receiving core than they had last year. Got an upgrade at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. I think this team is primed, but yeah, I mean. What's really funny too, dude, did you know, so Terry 
and Dainimi Brown are both third round selections by yeah. this team. Yeah, well, that's why I was so, bringing up last week. Like, it yeah. didn't really come to my mind until like he landed in Washington, but they are very comparable. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, this Terry McLaurin's just like a tenth of a second faster in the forty. He's a little bit bigger as far as weight goes, too. Yeah, and um, yeah, but the comparisons are great, and I mean. Terry McLaurin was able to see 134 targets last year, which is great when he's the only wide receiver on the yeah. team and he only caught 87 of them. He, four touchdowns on the season. I think that could go up, but I think the target share is going to come down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I, I think the thing that was concerning for me was the fact that he has four uh, four touchdowns on the year. I do think that has to go up. Yep. Um, I think a lot of that was just really crap quarterback play. So I don't see I don't see him having four again this year, especially with Curtis Samuel and Dynami Brown that's gonna be able to offset because you're now having yep. basically this offense has now turned into It's completely different. It really yeah, is. It's, it's completely different. Di- they've got playmakers. They have all the over. potential to actually have a movable offense. Yeah, yeah. Cause because last year it was they had three pieces. They had Terry, they had Antonio, and they had Logan. Yep. And it was like, all right, well, we can spit you can split half your team up to each party and you're fine. Just cover those three people. Now you do have to cover because Curtis Samuel is dude. He he's a playmaker. I know Andy Brown's going to be a big playmaker. Uh, I got to find this week because I want to get these exact. Keep talking. Oh, Sorry, okay. I shouldn't have interrupted <laughs> you're you. You're fine. And then Terry is. We know he's a playmaker. And I mean, I think everything is going to open up. I, I mean, her. Do you feel? Because this is how I was thinking the other day. But when you look at this team and Ryan Fitzpatrick getting a shot to basically not have anybody behind him, hopefully. It's going to be him and Tampa. It's going to be like him in Tampa again. But do you think like this is one of the more talented teams he's played with? Um, because when he was in Tampa, I think he had Chris Godwin and Evans. Right. I'm trying to figure remember who his running back was when he was with the Jets with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. Who was his running back there? I think that's maybe the only one that can Mm -hmm. compare. Because when he was with Tampa, it was Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. Chris Godwin was not. He wasn't there yet. yet. And the running backs were like Doug Martin and. No one right. up high, no, no Antonio Gibson back there. So I think it's a very good argument. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think he should have a lot of fun with this offense, and I think he's also this defense is just again stellar. So he's gonna have the ball a lot. Yep. So let's go through the uh, 40 yard dash times of the uh, Washington Redskins offensive skill position players. Okay, here we go. Slowest Logan Thomas. He's a tight end. Yeah, still runs have... a four six though. Oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. So all the next guys are 4-4 four, four faster. Um, Diami Brown, 4.44. Okay. Antonio Gibson, 4.39. Terry McLaurin, 4.33. Curtis Samuel, 4.31. That is a Dude, that's fast, <laughs> fast off. You know what that kind of reminds me of is the Chiefs a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, except the running back runs just oh, about as fast, fast as, as the, the wide, fastest wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, they oh, got wow. some speed on that offense, man. Yeah, dude, that is lightning. That's yeah. like lightning in a bottle. And But that's what's going to, I think, at the end of the day, guys, this offense is going to be fun to watch. So now let's talk about Fitz. I have him in Dynasty. I accidentally dropped him. I actually just dropped Cam to pick him back up. But because I'm just betting Did on. Did you just pick up Cam then too? Because Cam just got no, dropped the other day. Yeah, Carlos picked him up. And, and then dropped, dropped him. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, uh, that he hurt me. That, that did hurt me too. I uh, dropped Cam Newton. Uh, you'll get over it. Gotta do what I gotta do. I'm hoping on Jameis. But uh it could, man. No it could. man. Um, so uh <laughs> he's been hoping on Jameis for a, it's, a well, very it's, long it's time. It's just the fantasy thing. I mean, he gets a starting job in the Saints. He's gonna do good. 
Like it's just if he's it's a start, it's he's Ryan. He's a younger Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like if he's starting somewhere, that's, he's got a potential. That's fantasy exactly success. the comp that I want to be. <laughs> he's a younger Ryan Fitzpatrick. It works in fantasy. Yeah, that's fine. But um, and now I lost my train of thought. I bring up. Why do I bring up James Winston? You got to stop. I don't know, man. Like, I like. It's not like he's one of my favorite players or anything. But we're also guys, so we don't even remember what we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, So Fitzpatrick, I know it's about Fitzpatrick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You picked him up in Dynasty. Yeah, I picked him up in Dynasty. But so yeah, what do you think his like? How usable do you think he'll be this year? I mean, in this offense, I mean, I don't. It's hard to say. Because he has been very good. You look back last year before Tua got in there, he was doing very good. He was yeah. up and down a little bit. He has he has those high games though. I think his he'll probably finish the season next year around fifteen, maybe a little bit better if he's the starter the whole season. But I think on a weekly basis he can give you those top ten, top five games. Yeah, I mean he always has the ability to in one quarterback leagues, I don't think you're in like 10 team, 12 teams, maybe 12 teams. You might be streaming him. He'll, he'll, he'll probably just be a streaming quarterback. I don't think anyone's going to be drafting him and keeping him on the roster all year. That's not going to happen. Yeah. In just normal redraft leagues. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me is he's definitely, he definitely has playmaking ability as far as, you know, he'll throw a lot of touchdowns. The concern is, is he's also going to throw a lot of interceptions. You know, you look at game one on the season, you know, he didn't even throw a touchdown, but he threw three picks. You know, game two, threw two touchdowns, two touchdowns to no picks, then no touchdowns and two picks, then three touchdowns and no pick. You know, then there's three touchdowns and two interceptions. Like, it's kind of almost like a a split again. Like, it's almost either all or nothing as well. Like, it's just so hard. And that was with Miami who don't get me wrong, has some talent, but I still think the receiver not last here. Year. Not last year. I mean, they, they have Pist- some Parker, talent. Parker, Gusecki. Yeah, the point being is they have some talent. The talent isn't like Washington has this year. I also have some talent, but it's a... Not in the NFL, you, you say, don't. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I I think to me, I would definitely, in in a dynasty league, pick them up for sure. Well, yeah. Um, But in redraft... He's I not think, a draft. I don't think you're going to be drafting Fitzpatrick. I don't think he should get drafted, no. but he might be a great stream. Oh, he's going to be a great streamer. Yeah, he's, yeah. He'll be one of those guys who's just always there. He could pick up and play. Like, well, he, like he always has that. been. I think someone's. I think in a lot of drafts, someone's going to take a shot as because I'm not so. a big fan of taking two quarterbacks I in a redraft. No. I don't do it. No, but no. There's a lot of people that do. He'll be he'll be on some teams because of people doing these two quarterback nonsense. And so Logan Thomas. I think he's going to definitely take a hit. I don't know if he'll be able to come back to a top 10 finish. He finished sixth last year. I think he'll year. still be top 10. He saw 110 targets last year, dude. Yeah, but the thing is, is keep in mind, we're talking tight end. At the tight end position, that is the third most targets at the tight end position. Yeah, but he doesn't need that many receptions to be a top 10 tight end. <laughs> no. So. Uh, I think I'm going to find it hard to buy in. Because if you're not going after a Kelsey, a Waller, a Kittle, you're really taking a shot. You're taking a chance, and I'd probably be staying away from Logan Thomas, looking at other players. Yeah, it just kind of depends. I, I like, wouldn't okay, mind taking a TJ shot. TJ Hawkinson on, like, or Logan Thomas? Well, TJ Hawkinson's to Robert Tanyan or Logan Thomas? Mm, well, it depends. With Aaron Rodgers or without Aaron Rodgers? Okay, Mike Gusecki or Logan Thomas? That one's more interesting. I think I would take I all would, those over Logan Thomas. 
Yeah. Well, Given I mean, that Rodgers stays top in five to me. Hawkinson's a top five tight end to me. So that's no comparison there. But as far as Gasecki, Gasecki is showing a lot of Kent. Or Logan Thomas. Oh, we got an update. Um, I would take Logan Thomas over Noah Fant. Okay. Yeah, I think that wraps up Washington. Yeah. And we got to do an update, so we'll uh, set that for another time. All right. Now let's talk Giants. I guess, if we have to. I guess we do have to. They're <laughs> interesting and also gross. Yeah, I think it, for me, the, the interesting thing is kind of, you know, you're getting Saquon Barkley back. You, you've you got some really talented offensive pieces and weapons at the wide receiver position, you know, bringing in your favorite dude, Kenny Galladay. Um, one of. One of your favorite one dudes. Uh, the Kadarius Tony pick was definitely interesting in the first round for them, but. I'm growing on it. But he is a playmaker. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. He is a rookie. He is a rookie. Yes. Yeah, well, that matters. Okay, sure. Great. I think most people probably should have known that. Well, if you don't, then that's embarrassing. No, I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't know that. I'm just saying the factors. Huh? Sure. Okay. So, I mean, they just got some great pieces uh, to really look at. I think the biggest concern that we have, and let's just get it out of the way now. Oh, you want to start there? Let's just start here. Yeah, Saquon so can... Barkley is the worst running back I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not where we were going. <laughs> we got to talk about the elephant in the room. They didn't do anything at the good old quarterback position, and they are still sticking with Daniel Jones. Could have had Fields. Could have had Justin Fields. It's okay, man. They went and... Instead, they want to go with rumbling, stumbling Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So... You guys uh, forgot how bad he was last year. In uh, 14 games, he finished 24th at the uh, quarterback position. Um which is just a whopping stat. You guys want to hear uh, some of the players that um, were uh, better than him? Drew Locke. Yep. Uh, Carson Wentz. Yep. Phillip Rivers. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater. Jared Goff. Cam Newton. Ben Roethlisberger. Derek Carr. Uh, the couple guys that finished worst, uh, Joe Burrow. He got hurt. Yep. Like He would have been how much? Better. How much of this season did he miss? Yeah. A lot. He... um. Gardner Minshew was just slightly worse than him. Mitch Trubisky just slightly worse. Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't even play a whole season. Was not that yeah, far away from like him. Seven or eight games. I mean, he was bad, bad, bad. Yep. Yeah. What's the uh, shine? What's the uh, bright spot? If there is there a silver lining with Daniel Jones? There is a silver lining, and here's the silver lining. And seriously, take this to heart, guys. They gave him a ton of pieces this year to play with. All right. Let's just be honest. They, they've got a ton of pieces and playmakers. Kadarius Tony, massive playmaker. Kenny Galladay, gonna be a great player, uh, playmaker. And they got Saquon Barkley back. Okay. Their what defense, they uh, do with the offensive line? Yeah. they got a couple pieces in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we can you can double check that as I'm running through all of this. Fourth most sacked player last year. But the the silver lining for Daniel Jones is this. If he fails this season, he'll be gone. Yep. <laughs> That's the silver lining Giants fans. turnovers. So if he does not succeed this year, he is out of your guys' life forever. Thank goodness. Um, do I want him to fail? I don't I don't like any person to fail I mean, per I, se, but yeah. I think it's time for I I do think there's a they need to move on from him. He'll be gone. And that's the uh sad part about the uh, Giants because they do have the offensive skill positions to mm-hmm. go out there and do something. Mm-hmm. Saquon, he played one game last year. 
and it really wasn't impressive. It wasn't a great game. No. Got hurt week two. That was like that murder week mm-hmm. right at the, like the COVID season starts. Yep. Week two, just ton of top players just got murdered. Like just gone yep. out of fantasy. Yeah. But um they only really hurt me. Yeah, there are <laughs> really a lot hurt. of players. Um so yeah, they let go of Wayne Gallman. They brought in Devontae Booker, who if Saquon does get hurt again, can fill in and be fine. But um the wide receiver position is where this team is interesting now. They bring in Kenny Galladay. He only played five games last year, but I think a lot of that now I was bringing up as it was happening. In hindsight, that's definitely what seems like happened. He just didn't want to play for the Lions. Like, why would he come back in that god-awful season last year without Matthew Stafford? What was the point? So he just played five games and just kind of nursed, like, yeah, it's my, I'm still hurt. <laughs> I ain't going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you... When Highest you... paid wide receiver in free agency they brought in. They paid the yep. money for him. Yep. And to my surprise, they still went out in the first round and drafted a wide receiver. They traded down, added some assets to there, but I was still a little surprised they took a first-round wide receiver. I think one of the reasons when you look at why they took Tony is for two things. All right, so one, I think they need playmaking help. I really do. Okay, but two, they were the 23rd-ranked team on special teams, and Kadarius Tony also will tremendously help their special team yeah. play. Because if you really look at it, who do they have... Kenny Galladay is not a special teams guy. He's no, not a returner. No, no, no. He doesn't right? have speed. Darius Slayton and uh, Sterling Shepard are really not return guys. No. But Kadarius Tony is. Yeah. And so I think that's why they went and drafted him in the first round because he'll be able to help with both. Um, you think he starts in the slot immediately? Because Kadarius Tony, he's not going to be playing outside. You think he starts in the slot immediately? 100%. Okay. So that leads us to the next question. Yeah. Because Sterling Shepard last year, he played predominantly outside, but he's always been better as a slot receiver. And then you have Darius. So I, I, I agree. I think Kadarius Tony starts immediately. I think Kenny's on one outside slot, outside position, not in the slot. Kadarius Tony is in the slot. Who do you think is that third wide receiver in this group? Mm. Shepard or Slayton? I mean, I would I would rather have Sterling Shepard, but Yeah, I think that's what it's gonna be, but I think it's gonna be irrelevant. I don't think it matters who the third wide receiver in this wide receiver core is. I think Kenny Galladay is by far going to be the dominant number one in this offense. And I think maybe by season's end, Kadarius Tony could be a usable guy if you need a fill in spot, but I don't, I wouldn't be expecting much year one out of Kadarius Tony. Well, I will say this right now, when you look on, uh, cause I mean, there are some people who really like Kadarius Tony in this landing spot. And if you're going in dynasty leagues, like drafting him first round, some people who's like back in second, the talk about Kadarius Tony's, fantasy outlook is pretty widespread depending right. who you talk to right so right now if you look um at their their lineup now this is just projected lineup this isn't what, i imagine they have shepherd over slayton there they don't so right now they have galladay as your one slayton as your two and Kadarius uh, tony in the slot wow that would that would that would surprise me a little bit like i like darius slayton as a player but I don't know. I think Sterling Shepard's still more polished at this time. Yeah, and even when they do their their twelve offense, dude, they still got Slayton. So huh. that'd be interesting. I wonder if it's just because I, I, in my opinion, I think Slayton gets downfield a little bit, a little bit better than Shepard does. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I mean Shepard because he's always played both. Sometimes he was more of a slot receiver. Sometimes he's more of an outside receiver. They moved him around. But he has performed historically more better in the slot. He's sometimes struggled on the outside, especially dealing with press coverage and being 
which he never should have been the number one in this offense. Like he's been having to do even back in the Odell days when Odell would get injured. Everyone's waiting for the Sterling Shepard. He's just at best a good number two wide receiver in this league. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's proven. But I think Kenny is another interesting one this year with Daniel Jones as their quarterback. What do you think his rough projection is right now before we do rankings and everything like that? So Kenny to me does take a massive hit. I think there's a very big difference between his redraft value this year and his dynasty value. Yeah. I think those are very different things. Yeah. Yeah. Dynasty to me. Dynasty. I don't think he's changed much. Yeah. He holds a little. I think he's still around where he was. I mean, he definitely took a, he definitely took a, a little bit of a dip, but this year redraft leagues, I think you're looking at a back end wide receiver too. And I think that's, I don't think he has wide receiver one upside right now with the giants and Daniel Jones. And I think he'll be inconsistent. Yeah, I don't think he'll be... He's not going to make top 12 by any means. No, yeah. There's no chance. Um, I don't... And I would almost say, yeah, maybe back in two, I would almost put him more as your as your three. Uh, and, and, and that's just until Daniel Jones proves to me that he's actually going to do something. There are some, like, glimmers of hope that... Because Daniel Jones, he can throw the deep ball okay. He yeah. has some good accuracy on it. But... I mean, it's dude. Look at this. He he played sixteen games last year. Daniel Jones. Yes. Yeah. He finished the season with eleven touchdowns and ten, 10 interceptions. interceptions. Yeah. Add six uh, or five fumbles. Six or five fumbles lost to that. To that. And he got. You know what? It didn't sacked. even track their fumbles for some reason. That's interesting. Doesn't matter. But either either way, that doesn't that does not make me happy. No. I mean, and, and of course, people, if you're on the Daniel Jones side, we use the argument, well, he had no one to throw to. He still had people to throw to, just, you know. Not Kenny Galladay. Not a, not a Kenny Galladay, right. But I don't know how much Kenny Galladay, and, and this is just me, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, I don't know how much he's really going to change the offense as far as... Oh, I as, think he'll change. I just don't think Daniel don't think Jones is really... Well, I, don't, I, think, I think how good Kenny Galladay is and how he's going to change defensive coverages, getting double team and stuff like I just don't think Daniel Jones is going to be able to take advantage of it. So in yeah. that regard, I think it's, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think if they double I think team... He, I think Kenny Dolly will affect the offense. I just don't think it's going to matter. Right. Yeah. And just to mention, you know, do you still have Evan Ingram and they did... Pick they brought up in Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph, but I think that's but... irrelevant. I think Ingram is the starting tight end on this team. Yeah. But I, I, I gave up last year, like halfway through the season, and... I'm still there. I mean, and I love Devin Ingram. Mm-hmm. I always saw it. He just he he's shown the flashes, but I don't know what was happening last. Last year was a wild year. If you were an Evan Ingram owner in any kind of format, it was bizarre. Just absolutely no target share whatsoever in that offense. When honestly, just as like a receiving threat in that offense last year, he's probably the most talented receiver. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, and they just didn't utilize him at all. And when they did utilize him, it was inconsistent. All right, so last question for for the Giants and my just just for me. If you're taking a shot on any offensive weapon this year, oh wait, wait, okay, who are you going with? It would be Saquon. Yeah, but Saquon. this is what I forgot because we kind of skipped. Oh, the uh, beginning part about Saquon. Oh, Where yeah. do you value him in redraft rankings this year? Because I know, like last year, he was like a top three pick. I mean, somewhere I around really there. Changed me too much. See, he's dropped a few ticks for me, just because of the injury and the offense. Yeah, I'm not that worried about it. 
He's still a top 10 pick in redraft leagues, but I think he's back behind the five spot. I think there's players like, I, honestly, even Aaron Jones. I think I'd prefer over him. Derrick Henry. I think I'm selling the Kamara train over him. Dalvin Cook, CMC. Yeah, but so I would go CMC. I would, yeah, CMC, Dalvin Cook. Kamara, maybe. I, I still think Kamara would go over him. I don't think I would put Henry over him. I think I would take uh, I'd Saquon there. Okay. Is where I would go. But I also but we're not even in that division yet, but I think Tennessee's gonna take a little tick down this year. Okay. But that's just that's just me. But yeah, I, I still think Saquon has a lot of value and Dynasty has tr- amazing value still. But the injury does concern me. If he gets hurt this year, he's done. What do you mean? As far as my value oh. like in, in the t- as a top five. Yeah. Just because then it, then injuries hurt. Well, I mean, this been. was a thing because 2019, he also dealt with a high ankle sprain. Who, When he did come back, he didn't miss a ton of games if you just look at the stat sheets. But when he did come back, he was, it took him a while to recover from that. Yeah. And he wasn't the same. So really the past two years, we haven't seen a ton of health. With Daniel Jones, it really hasn't been great for Saquon yeah. the whole time there. Yeah. It's all Daniel Jones' fault. It really is. That's it, man. You want to move on? Yep. All right. Dallas? Yeah. America's team? No, not my America. Well, not I my mean, America. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so let's chat Cowboys. Tied for second place technically, what I guess, right? What a tale of two seasons last year. Yep. <laughs> I mean, record-wise, they really weren't that good with Dak Prescott, but that offense was... Atrocious. So polar opposites of each other. It was yep. bizarre. Yeah, this was definitely uh, an interesting season. And you can see it in the offseason where Dak got paid. You could just tell that finally he he needed to. There was no reason not to. That team literally took a massive hit without him. So, I mean, they were shattering records last year. Dak Prescott only played five games, but in that time, he was first in points per game. He was still first in points per game last year for just of any quarterback in the season. <laughs> yeah, which makes it so much more fun. Um, Just quickly jumping off, so they finished 6-10. and 10. Um, Offensive uh, rating was 24th, defense 28th. Their defense has really it was helped blue a lot of their games. Terrible. But. They tried addressing that in the draft, but the nice thing about, for fantasy-wise, is it's the exact same offense. Yeah. They didn't change anything. Offense really didn't change. The, the whole entire draft was really them getting defensive help, yep. um, which they really, really needed to address. So that is good. And as long as Dak can stay healthy this season, I mean, this, this offense should move. There's Which a, he, he should. His, yeah. And yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Well, let's just start with Dak. You want to start with Dak? Yeah. He is going to be the quarterback value of this of every redraft league this year. 100%. Just like last year. I remember getting him in like the seventh round of a of one of our listener leagues last year. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's going he's gonna to go down there again. I don't know why. Well, maybe not now with Deshaun Watson off the table. Maybe that bumps him up. I haven't thought about that yet. Mm-hmm. But he's still he's still going to be behind guys like Lamar, Patrick Mahomes. He's Kyler gonna, Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Probably even Aaron Rodgers in a redraft league, to be honest. Maybe he's Russell still on the Wilson. Packers. It'll be, be, he'll be, he'll be around, around there. there, but we're already at five quarterbacks yeah. looking at six. And then yep. you have guys like Justin Herbert, who are people might be taking their shots on Joe Burrow. So he's even someone be going. like Trevor Lawrence could even be going up there for crying out loud. I hope not. In some people's minds, I'm sure it will happen. In our redraft yep. league, we do. Someone will take him. Yep. 
So he, he's going to go later than he probably should again. Yep. Like always. And he's going to be great. He's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Can you confirm this? But did he still finish like when, did, where did he finish as the quarterback rank? Just overall. Yeah. Cause when they, when he was playing, I mean, he only played five games. Yeah. I'm just curious. Cause I, I still see that PFF has him ranked as like the ninth best quarterback and only played five games. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe of those five games, he was the ninth best quarterback. But it is very interesting. 33rd in just fantasy total points. That's not bad, though. No, for playing five games. Yeah, it's not bad. So so anyways, I, I think Dak Prescott, again, um, you know, when he's on the field, he makes he, he, he makes that offense. When he was not there, Zeke looked bad. Um, yeah, that, Zeke looked real old and beat down. Yeah, and we'll get to I mean, him he already in a second, does, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll just... But so... Just the whole offense just went from here to like here. And I think at the end of the day, Amari Cooper is kind of the only piece that still was working. And that was still not. And even that great. was a relative term. Yeah. Yeah. So jumping to the running back. So, yeah, Zeke Elliott looked completely just demoralized in that offense last season. Didn't really do much. Really looked slow. Um, I mean, he just looked awful. Just at the end, yeah. they just look completely awful. He does. He's he's looking like an aging running back. He's not that old, but mm-hmm. he has so much wear and tear. He's only he's still like twenty five. Yeah, he's been in the league. This will be. He's been in the league five years. But yeah, he just has so much wear and tear. And every year, his efficiency statistics have been going down. going down. And yeah, and you can see it on the field. He was still very productive when Dak was in there, but I think a lot of that came on scoring plays and stuff like that. How much more do they add Tony Pollard in this year? Because mm-hmm. at the end of last year, Zeke kind of was not really there. I remember him missing a game just because he probably could have played. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard got the start, and he's a, an efficient guy. And, yeah, the Zeke just has no explosiveness left in him at all anymore. It's It's gone. He's a plotting, bruising running back at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been said. I mean, he started when he came in the league. He His yards per attempt was at 5.1. yeah. And, you know, which on 322 carries is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. But again, to note, that's a lot of freaking carries. Yeah. 15 (laughs) rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, in every year, everything's gone down. Efficiency. Uh, No, 2019 wasn't terrible. His efficiency or his yards per attempt was 4.5. But that's also went down from 4.6. Yeah. So, but he was a 4.1 before that. But he had 12 touchdowns. But here's the concern for me is not only did he have six touchdowns, six touchdowns, eh, that's not bad, it's an average, but he had six fumbles. Yeah, yeah, that was and a big thing last year, problem. which has been kind of a concern with him in the past. He has had another season with six fumbles, season yep. with five fumbles, so that is something. Yeah, something to really to, to pay attention to. Uh, he just has trouble sometimes holding on to the football, and when you're talking about a top 10 running back, you know, that most people have been dra- uh, drafting as probably, what, the fourth, maybe fifth off the board? And Recent history, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he was one of those top three, four, five guys. Is he a first-round pick in redraft leagues this year? Not for me. I think he'll probably be back in first. I think he'll still he stay should there. Make, he should go in the second. Um, I think if you want to try and take a shot on him, that's fine. I will not draft him in the first round. Because, I mean, the, the, the nice thing about Zeke is he is one of those running backs where you know he is just going to get handed the ball over and over and over again. Yeah, I think nice. it might change this season, though. I really do. I think they're going to bring in Tony Pollard a little bit more than I think Zeke owners would like. Yeah. Yeah. 
just because Tony Pollard, I mean, last season when he was playing, he was he was explosive. Yeah. There was times where you'd sit there and be like, dude, did you see that 70-yard touchdown he just went to the house on? You don't see that with Elliott. No. You just don't. Elliott is a grinder. He just 10 yards here, 5 yards there, 2 yards here, 15. Like, you don't see him breaking 70-yard touchdowns. Yeah, I think the nice thing, though, is he's not really, he's not going to, well, historically, I mean, I, but I don't see that changing either. I think Zeke will still be the main receiver out of the backfield just because he'll be out there a lot more, and Dak yeah. is just willing to throw to anyone. But, yeah, I think Zeke's definitely not the running back he used to be. No. No, he's not. So, I mean, if if we're talking to redraft and you're up and you're – where where are you, where would, are you Who would you Zeke? rather have, Nick Chubb or Zeke? Nick Chubb. Okay. I think that's a pretty good uh, barometer there. I think that's around where he'll go. I agree with you. I would take Nick Chubb, uh, David Montgomery, or Zeke. Ooh, I'd still take Zeke on that one. Yeah, I'll take Zeke there too. <laughs> um, trying to think, Antonio Gibson. You taking the upside shot or the stability? I still take the stability. Okay, see, so I think I might. You might take the upside. There. It depends. If this is my second round pick and I took a running back in the first round, I'd go Antonio Gibson. Yeah, that would yeah that would change my mind. Like if I took, you know, like a like a CMC or if I took a Nick Chubb even, if I got a Nick Chubb at like ten nine or ten, I could take a shot with Antonio Gibson as my second running back. Yeah, yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor. I think that's an easy one. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, take him. Taylor over Aaron Jones or Zeke. Aaron Jones is pretty easy. Aaron Jones too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where he's going to go. I think back first. Early where would you go? Cause this, I think this would be very, Josh Jacobs or Zeke. Oh, Zeke for sure. You say Zeke yeah. just because of the King sure. and Drake. And yeah, just the volume. Yeah. Volume play. Okay. Their offense. Just, just I, mean, I don't think you can compare the offenses between the Raiders and the Cowboys. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Wide receivers. Yeah. Cooper had a quiet, but okay. Season. Um, was, as, I mean, considering the fact, I mean, he still finished 16th at the position, still saw 130 targets. He was fine. Clearly not as good as he was with Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. but he's still the number one in this. I mean, do you see CeeDee Lamb being able to take him over? Because CeeDee Lamb no, no is chance. only a slot receiver in this offense. He really does not go out wide. Yeah, so here's the thing is, again, I I, I pay attention to this stuff a little bit. It's still really early to to start questioning a ton. But if you look at their lineups, and when I say when I, when you look at their lineups, is you can find that they have like their defensive line set and then their offensive lineup set. It's almost like in baseball, you know, like here's your, you know, your pitchers and your outfielders and whatnot. So if you look at it, and I look at their twelve personnel, they've got Gallup and they've got Cooper. Yeah, for twelve personnel, that makes sense. Yep. And then for their three, you know, or for their eleven, where they've got the three wideouts, CD Lamb comes in at the slot. And so for me, yeah. you know, and, and this is going to be t- one of the main questions I'm going to be throwing out a lot this offseason is C.D. Lamb versus Michael Gallup. Oh, that's easy, C.D., in, in a landslide. Okay. I just think it's one. interesting, though, because Gallup is definitely going to have more snap percentage, a higher snap percentage. I don't think so. I don't, I don't really think they're going to be running a lot of because 12 the only personnel. W- they're going to be... Uh, you think they're going to be running a lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of yeah. three wides? yeah. You don't bring in Amari Cooper. You don't draft C. Lamb that high if you're not going to be running. I'm trying to see dude, eleven man. I'm wondering how how often they ran twelve last year. Well, while you talk about that, I'll talk about because they had Schultz the and Jarwin. Yeah. Well, Jarwin didn't play at all last year. 
That, no, I'm just saying that's who's showing up right now on the 12th. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just don't think they're going to be playing a lot of 12, man. That wouldn't make sense for that offense. But last year, if you look, because C.D. Lamb definitely took a big hit after Dak left. Mm-hmm. He, imp- he impressed a lot. Yeah. He is who we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll both be top 20 again with Dak Prescott healthy? Because that's what they were lining up to do with Dak healthy. I wouldn't see why not. Yeah, I think that's an easy possibility. But I think the question, like, how close do you think they get? Because I think CeeDee Lamb is good enough to where Amari Cooper isn't going to be like a Devontae Adams figure, a DeAndre Hopkins figure out there where he is just by far the leader in target share. I think he will be the number one in the offense, but I I think the target shares are going to be decently close enough. Well, here's the thing that, you know, like, let's look at this, which I, I find very interesting. So Dak Prescott, he got hurt. The Arizona game, is that when he got hurt? I think it was week five or was six. It? Yeah, somewhere around there. So he 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 played at least five games. Yeah, he played five full games. So Amari Cooper in those five games had one touchdown. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb in that those five games had two. And then Michael Gallup had one. And, and five games with Dak. Mm-hmm. So to me, you know, looking at... They must get a crap ton of receptions and yards because if you're not getting touchdowns... Well, I think that was just the sample size in the games that they were playing still dude that's still a five games is a hefty sample size to me when i'm looking at this but i mean cooper was getting 10 receptions six receptions nine receptions 12 receptions that's a lot of receptions oh yeah that's a ton so and he had 200 yard games in that span you know you look at cd he had 200 yard games in that span did not have as many receptions yeah no because he's more of a big play he's a yards after the catch kind of a guy and same with Michael Gallup, just wasn't getting, he wasn't getting nearly those receptions. Yeah, they're kind of very three, like, Mari Cooper's like the hybrid. He could do both. He can play yep. down the outside, he can come into the slot, he can do a little bit of everything. C.D. Lamb is the explosive slot wide receiver who can make plays after the catch, and Michael Gallup is just the strictly out wide, deep threat in this offense. Right. They but all three play their roles. But to me, what's really nice about the offense, too, though, is the fact that, you know, you can't exactly double cover any of them, though, because... If you do, to me, it's well, you would, leave you one would never open. double cover Michael Gallup. It would, if you were going to double cover someone, you wouldn't be covering Ceedee Lamb in the slot. You wouldn't be doing that. So it, it's going to be Mark Cooper. He's going to get double covered a lot. Yeah, which but what I'm he's, saying, he's it just opens up the rest point. of it. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun to to really watch this offense. Unfortunately, <laughs> so uh, anything else about wide receivers? No. Um, if you're it. taking a shot, I mean, are we going to Mari Cooper still? It, honestly, for me, Lamb. it's going to come down to draft price. If C.D. Lamb is two, three rounds cheaper, I'm going with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he will, though. I have a feeling that C.D. Lamb's going to go higher than we want him to. I mean, there is that there is that possibility where C.D. Lamb finishes higher than Mark. That that is a realistic possibility. I put my money in the favor on Amari Cooper, but that yeah. is a possibility that could happen. Yeah. So, like, say for instance, you've got because this is also a possibility too. Because there's just some teams like Tampa does this where you've got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans that might go in the same round. <laughs> yeah. So, there, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Cooper and Lamb, if someone takes a shot on both in the same if round. If there's only like a round difference between them and I'm looking, I guess if, okay, who would you rather have as your number one wide receiver if you're drafting? I would rather have Cooper as my number one. Yeah, same. But if they're a round different, which one are you going I mean, I would still probably take Cooper. Okay. Two rounds apart? 
Yeah, I still think I'm. I'm. Say you're getting yeah. Cooper in like the third and CD in the fifth. I guess it just depends the rest of the how the rest of my team. I'd probably go CD there because I'm a big proponent of grab two running backs first two rounds or yeah. two in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. And if CD is my number two wide receiver there, I, I would feel pretty decent about that. Yeah, I mean, I would really like if it, he was my third. If he was, if yeah, I could play as my yeah, flex. you could play that. <laughs> That'd be fine. So the tight ends for uh, Dallas. Uh, I was all aboard the Blake Darwin hype train last year. Yes, you were. They cut that down real quick when he got injured. Mm-hmm. And Dalton Schultz did okay. He had some games, especially with Dak in there. He did good. Dak does like going to the tight end. But do you think Blake Jarwin comes back and takes that job? 100%. Same. Blake Jarwin is one of those very, very late tight ends this year that I'll take a shot on. Yeah. Yeah, I I really don't have a problem with Blake Jarwin. Um, I think that I was really surprised that they didn't go out and get maybe a tight end in the draft. I'm not. Well, I mean, if they weren't going after like a Brevin Jordan or anything, because they weren't getting pits. I know Jerry Jones wanted pits. He likes pits. You didn't need him. Yeah, you don't. I mean, Pat Frymuth in his offense, Hunter Long in his offense. I, I mean, I, I don't really think it's that significant of an upgrade to waste that pick on. That's fair. Okay, that was good. That's fair. Took you out of the Yeah, no, because I, I was thinking, man. Sometimes it takes me a while to think. Um. Yeah, no, tight ends. I don't, honestly, tight ends is where I kind of draft late. So Blake Jarwin will definitely be on one of yeah. my lists to be drafting late in the late in my redraft leagues and dynasty. I don't really care for him too much, but I haven't the dynasty, but I've just been, this is kind of like a, just wait and see what happens. So yeah, I kind of have three tight ends and dynasty that are just like anything could happen. I got Mike Gusecki, Robert Tanyan and Blake Jarwin. Like <laughs> they got like the, all three of them have like their upside. They also could turn into nothing. Like it's a crap shoot. I got in there. So <laughs> uh, you want to move on? You got anything else? No, nah, let's move on. All right. Eagles fly, Eagles fly. No, they haven't been flying well lately. Nah, we'll see if they fly this They're, year too. Uh, injured birds. They're in rehabilitation. They clip their wings. They clip their wings. <laughs> yeah. What was that duck movie about the them clipping the wings? Like had like Canadian geese. What are you talking about? <laughs> Canadian geese. There's some movie. I remember the scene where they told her that they were going to clip the bird's wings, and she freaked out. It was like a little girl, and they're like bird. Continue. Let's talk about the Philadelphia. Yeah, Eagles. I don't know, man. I was thinking like Rio, but that's <laughs> no, it's not right. It's a lot older than that. <laughs> yeah, like, Early 2000s, know. late 90s. Just because I know there was a, one of the things got injured. Anyways, yeah. So Eagles. Um, no, hold on. Let's start naming other bird movies. No, we're good. <laughs> uh now you got me thinking about the, the rescuers down under. I keep thinking of that big bird that just, anyways, yeah. So Eagles, um, I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued by by the Eagles this year. I I think there's a lot of you pieces. are. Yeah, I I just think because there's a lot of unknown. Like the biggest thing for me is, you is know, there a lot of unknown? Yeah, Jalen Hurts. I don't know. What, I don't really know. Uh, I think we know what's going to happen. You think he's going to get cut? No, I think, okay, well, <laughs> actually, let's start with the conversation I want to get to. We'll get to him later. Okay, let's get to him later. Let's talk about these running backs. Yep. Miles Sanders. Yep. on Johnson. Claimed off waivers. Kenneth Gainwell. Yep. Fifth they brought player. in Jordan Howard. No one cares. I think they did that before they realized on Johnson was going to be available. 
all three of these running backs have pass catching ability. Some of them are very good at it. Kenneth Gainwell could be, he could be lining up in the slot in this offense, to be honest, because when you look at their depth chart, they don't really have a slot receiver. I think that's a possibility, him spending some time out there. Miles Sanders, I think, is going to start the season as their guy, but I think all those hopes and dreams and the potential of Miles Sanders becoming a workhorse are done. Mm -hmm. I think he's proven he can't handle it, and I think he's proven that he's not worth a high pick in drafts. Yeah, and I, mean, I think his dynasty stock has took a big hit. I would be very, if I'm a Miles Sanders owner in dynasty, I'd be very concerned. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's dependable. No. I mean, when you really look at it last, last year, I think he only had one game where he had 20 attempts. Yeah. Which that's not, I mean, that's not, a, it's not a lot, you know, no. 20 attempts would be standard each week to be classified to me as a workhorse. And most of the time he's way under that. Uh, 11, 9, 15, 13, 18, 10, 14, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not hitting that 20, 25 yeah. carry mark. In, and that was a with game a team. That needed running back. Yeah, needed everything. Yeah, like, they needed stuff. And, I mean, he's finished the season with six touchdowns, four four fumbles on 867 yards, which is just kind of like, all right. Blah. You know, he finished 23rd at the position of 12 games. Yeah, it's it's not great, but it's 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 average. But when you went and drafted him in the first round last year, because that's where he was going. Well, I hope not. Back in first, I think early it's more second, of a mid second. No, like dude, I think second. in, I think in our league he went, uh, and well, let's not compare our league to normal leagues because it's not. No, I'm talking about like one of our listener leagues. Oh, I think he was like at like the two o the two o one two o two spot. Well, that was a bad pick. Um, yeah, sorry for you guys. <laughs> I think Harriet. Like, do you think there's that chance where Carrion takes over this running back? Rotation? I do. I, 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 think I really that, do. I think that is a possibility. I yes. Um, you know, that's another reason why I went and traded for Carrion as soon as he yeah, got... Yeah, he took a chance. As soon as he got let go, and I took a chance on just him landing in a good spot. This is not the spot I really wanted. I was it's hoping not the Buffalo. best spot, but yeah. Buffalo would have been ideal. But honestly, like... This isn't terrible. I mean, it could have been way worse. He could have been three or fourth on the depth chart somewhere. Here he definitely slides in to me as the number two guy. Yep. And I really think that Carrion does have the skill set to take over that offense. He's also bigger than Miles Sanders. Yeah. I think red zone is a concern with Miles Sanders. I think Yeah, I think I mean just his consistency work in the volume in the offense is gonna be a concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean what his yards per attempt last year wasn't terrible though. It was five point three. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, again, I it's just I think it helped because he had one game where his average was 13.1. Yeah. But <laughs> he had nine attempts for 118 yards, so that'll do it. But, uh, you know, he only had two games last year that was over 100 yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just not, again, I mean, and again, that offense didn't really move very well. Carson Wentz did not play good. But it, to me, it didn't really improve all that much when uh, um, Jalen Hurts came in. No, it didn't. He had uh, one big game against New Orleans because he had one big run against, like, the best rush defense last year. Mm -hmm. And that was about it. Yeah, he destroyed people last year in fantasy championships and playoffs. Yeah. He was not the guy you wanted to start. No, not at all. So you want to move over to quarterbacks on this team or wide receivers now? Because both are interesting. It doesn't matter. We could just go down gross. the list. Let's just go to wide receivers. All right. So, yeah, they brought in uh, Devonta Smith. Yep. My uh, – Favorite wide receiver in this draft class, first round. 
Yep. And they have their first round pick last year of Jalen Rager, who didn't do anything last year. I can remember him at like a couple catches of his, and that's about it. He was just not out there. And then Travis Fulgham, one of the surprises of last season. Those are your guys. Mm-hmm. But like I brought up earlier, like none of these guys are like slot wide receiver. Devontae Smith can move into the slot, but I don't think that's where he's going to be best utilized in the NFL. That's why I did bring up like the Kenneth Gainwell. I think in really deep leagues, he might have some intrigue if he's going to be moving around out as a wide receiver a little bit. But I mean, you bring in Devonta Smith, that is a big boost to your wide receiver core, but this is still a very bad wide receiver core. I mean, do you, is there any hope for Jalen Rager? Like, do you think he can come back and be what we thought he had potential to be in last year's draft? So I wasn't a massive fan of Jalen Rager coming out. I was really surprised he was a first round pick. Um, I thought he would have been more of an early second, you know, definitely a day two kind of guy. The thing for me is he's just a speed guy getting downfield. Yeah, he's a downfield receiver. Yeah, he's a downfield guy. I think, honestly, having Devonta Smith there, I think can definitely open up the field a little bit more for him because, again, they just didn't have anybody, really, in my opinion. No. So even if you had, like, and and he's not an outside star. He's more of a slot star. Who? Jalen Rager. So, like, I don't he doesn't play the outside, does he? No, he only plays the outside. He oh, that, that's even worse because he's, he's only 5'11". Yeah. So I hate him playing the outside. Anyways, so but he's not a big outside star like Devonta Smith can be where he's 6'1". You know, he's still small stature, but he can he can win. He can win on the outside. So I think if you take him as a true number one, and I would put Jalen Rager as definitely a number two and still, in my opinion, move him to the slot. That ain't happening. Yeah, he should. But uh, I think that would really I think that would really benefit him. And I could care less about Travis Fulgham, but yeah, it was a nice story while it lasted last year. But well, I mean, Greg Ward also don't forget about Greg Ward. Had yeah, he could be the guy where, in the slot there. So yeah, are you drafting any of these guys in redraft? I love Devonta Smith. I'm not touching him. Oh, I'll take a shot on Devonta Smith. Heck yeah, uh, not in redraft. Um, I, think redraft? I think it yeah, could be. Yeah, I'll take a late shot year. on him. I'll take a late shot on him. Um, I don't trust the quarterback. I don't really care. I like I said, I'll I'll still take a shot. But Jalen Rager, maybe not. Um definitely not anybody. No, Jalen Rager has to prove an ounce of capability before you yeah. look at Yeah, him. no, I Devonta Smith would be the only person that I would draft in this uh He's gonna go I mean, if he goes very late in drafts, I might take a shot on him, but if you're saying with your last pick and your in your well, redraft, yeah, but he's league, not gonna go that late, dude. No, but you're saying like if you're drafting for bench spots, you wouldn't take a shot like in the twelfth round on Devonta Smith? 12th round, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably take a shot. But I don't think he's going to go that late. Where do you think he's going right now? He'll probably go top 10 rounds. Yeah, it might be a lot early. So, and then the tight ends on this team, uh, I'm not putting Zach Ertz on this list because um, he's washed. And the team <laughs> well, doesn't want him. We still talk about him, but he's not getting traded. So Yeah, how is he? I, I honestly, we yeah, because we just, just talked about I this. know, I was like, I, 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 I could have swore I saw the news headline of the Colts finally pulling the trigger on him, but I guess that didn't happen. No, like, it didn't. He is just forgettable. Yeah. But uh, he was bad last year. Like, yep. I mean, uh, real bad. Yep. Dallas Goddard missed a lot of time last year when he did. When he was in there with wins, he had some games. Mm-hmm. But like everyone in this offense, when Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback, they didn't do so hot. So let's just pigtail this in with Jalen Hurts talk. Mm-hmm. Fantasy outlook for Jalen Hurts this year has very high upside for Jalen Hurts. 
Yeah. Not fantasy equivalent. It's not going to translate to the the players on the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Is it mostly because of his rushing ability? Yeah. And yeah. when you're throwing the ball, I mean, his completion percentage last year was terrible. In the four games where he started, he threw the ball a decent amount. Yeah. But like 30 attempts, 17 completions. 44 attempts, 24 completions. He had some yards in there from the passing game of big plays, but like his last game against Washington, 20 attempts, seven completions, 72 yards in an interception. Yeah, it's one of the best defenses in the league, but that's yeah, still it not is, good. Yeah, it is, that's in your division. You're playing yeah. them twice a year. I mean, yeah. I think with his running, with his rushing ability, he easily has top 10. He could probably even, I mean, it depends. It depends how, how, how if they're going to let him loose or not, if they trust him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, now the reports are that they really don't like Hurts. Yeah, I'm so confused because they literally came out, they traded Carson Wentz because they liked Jalen Hurts. And the GM came out and said, give Hurts whatever he needs to be successful. Now I keep hearing the same thing, is now they want to bring in competition because they're not completely sold on Jalen Hurts. And that is a possible outcome. I mean, there is a slim chance that maybe Jamie Newman at some point gets in there this season because Hurts just can't make it work. Yeah, let's not get started on Jamie Newman. I'm still pissed off he didn't get drafted. But, you know, Jamie Newman, to me, seriously, he he can have a shot. Like, who else is on there? Let me go back to you. Let me go back here. Because I'm trying to think of what other quarterbacks they even have on their team right now. Okay. So we've got Jalen Hurts. Um, we've got... Oh, they still have... No, I'm looking at, sorry, I'm looking at Dallas all of a sudden. How'd I get on Dallas? The Eagles, there we go. Go back up here, roster. So we got Joe Flacco there. We've got Jalen Hurts. And technically that's it. Yeah. Because they haven't signed any of their rookies yet. So they'll have Jamie Newman. Joe Flacco, I know, is coming in trying to be the starter. He's not going to take it easy. I know there was that funny uh, report before the draft that uh, it is an open quarterback competition between Hurts and Flacco, which is funny because if you think putting Flacco in there is a better option than Hurts, that's bad management. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, again, at this point, no one really knows what they're going to do with this quarterback position. But, I mean, to me, Jamie Newman is, is a very capable quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a push at some point. But, I mean, if you're going into this season, would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Joe Flacco? That's not a question. Just answer the question. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Now, as a fantasy prospect, if you're looking for these wide receivers, would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Joe Flacco? Hurts. Okay. Because the offense, he's going to throw the defense off more. You're okay. going to have to spy on him. Yeah. it's And there just, we go. So it's no competition. Yeah, no. Um, no, Hurts is, Hurts is the starter. Okay. I think Great. that was just... One of those stupid things the coaches do, like, oh, every man has to earn a spot on this roster. Because the, the biggest concern that I have with Jalen Hurts, and you just mentioned it a few minutes ago, is the fact that in those games, he's he's averaging a 52 completion percentage. Yeah. And bad. that is not okay. That is very bad. It happened again. That's funny. But um, disregard the TV. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I mean, this, it kind of reminds me a little bit about like what uh, Matt Nagy was doing last year with the Bears quarterbacks. Mitch and Nick Foles, like, well, it's an open competition. I think that one was actually a competition, but mm-hmm. just like you, like, pick your guy who's a star. I'm not saying like you need to announce this like nine months in advance of the start of the season, but are you seriously think like they're like Joe Flacco and Jalen Hurts? There's like 
any kind of similarity between those two at this point. No, they're com- two completely different exactly. quarterbacks. I think that, yeah, I don't know why coaches do that. The, well, I think it's to offset the playbook, maybe. I have no clue. But, I mean, to me, Joe Flacco w- doesn't want to be a backup, and I get it, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not excited with either one of them. I mean, would be you honest. be looking at drafting Jalen Hurts? Because he's not going to no. go super late. He's not going to go super high. It's going to be one of those middle areas. Like, honestly, I bet he goes around Justin Herbert. I bet he goes not that later than Dak Prescott. I bet he's going to be around Joe Burrow, guys like that. I mean, that would be dumb. Uh, he's got I would... that. I mean, when he started, I mean, he was great. That rushing, his points per game. I think I wrote that down. Yeah, but it's the second season. Yeah, he was season. seventh in points per game in the four games he started. It's the second season, and, you know, rushing quarterbacks, if you if you still can't throw from the pocket, then he's going to be useless. I mean, even Lamar kind of struggled with that even this past season. You know, he can run all over the place, but you still have to be able to throw from the pocket. And when Lamar had to throw from the pocket, there was sometimes there was issues. If Jalen cannot throw from the pocket and he keeps this completion percentage about 50%, he will not last long in the NFL. Yeah. And that makes me not excited about any other position player on that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so at the end of the day, you're taking a shot. Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders or Ken, uh, Kenyon, on Johnson? Who would you go with? Well, I imagine, well, I'm not going to touch Miles Sanders, and I don't think Kerryon Johnson will probably be worth drafting. Okay. He'll probably um, be I'll take Kerryon late, for sure. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll probably either be one of your last two picks or go yep. undrafted. I just don't think he's going to be going that high. And then wide receivers. Would I you mean, know? of course, it'd be Devonta Smith, but it's going to have to be late. 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 Probably 12th or later. Around there, 10th or And later. then Dallas Goddard, obviously, should be a top Dallas five. Dallas Goddard is, it, he's... Maybe well, top 10? Yeah. Definitely exactly, top 10, yeah, but you don't think top five? He has that potential, Upside. but that's not where I'd be drafting him. Got it. That makes sense. That's fine. So you want to do... Um, yeah, you want to like predict? I mean, we don't know the schedules yet, but yeah, kind of hard to yeah. predict. Um, but, but I mean, I mean, who we don't know how you play in your division is going to definitely a dictate a lot. Yeah. So when we look at all four teams, so the Eagles, the Cowboys. Okay, well, how about we go worst to first? Washington Giants. Who do you think is going to finish last in this division? So it really sucks, um, but, you know, just basing off of, you know, feeling and team strength and, like, cohesiveness, cohesiveness, I think the Eagles will. Oh, definitely. Yep, definitely. I think the Eagles are going to be in competition for the number one pick somewhere. I think they're going to probably be a top three pick next year. Yeah, it's sad. I think they're going to be bad. Yeah, it is disappointing, but when you just look at the overall team, their defense isn't really that good, so they're not going to be able to stop some of these other teams. Their offense is getting pieces, but they're not quite there yet either. And they're incredibly young. Yeah, a lot of young players. So I'd definitely go Eagles last. Third place. Giants. Yeah, same. I think that one's easy. Yeah. I think Second, now it gets interesting. Yeah, now it gets Second interesting. And first. <laughs> this, this could literally swing either way. Um I'm going to take my shot. Second place would be. That's, God, that's so tough. It's tough. Um, I'm going to take my shot with Dallas a second and Washington Same. first. Yeah. Same. So here's why is I'm going off of the defense and I don't care what and people say. And the offensive upgrades Washington yes. got. But defenses do win you championships. And even with all of the draft capital that Dallas spent on the defense, 
I, they're still not Washington. No, it's still not Washington. Washington's defense is incredible. And when you look at the offense, their offense was still capable last year and they made a major upgrade who Washington? Yeah, I wouldn't say their offense was capable last year. It was capable. Their offense was capable, capable. means average. Garbage. Capable means average. They were an average offensive offensive team last year. They were like in the twentieth, so it's fine. They they were average to me, but they made a huge upgrade at quarterback, and I think bringing in again Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, dude, like they could look really really good. This I mean year. they're. Dallas could definitely finish first yeah, in this division, but could, I, I think I'm going Washington. One of those two teams should win this division. This oh, year, yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. But I will still take my shot on an early um, Washington football team. Yeah. Division champ. So, James, if they wanted to contact us, let us know about uh, what they think about the NFC East for this season, or let us know about some of these players that we talked about. Where could they find us at? Yeah, uh... Twitter, Facebook, at the TFL Monsters, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and YouTube, the Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monster Podcast. Yeah, hit us up. Love to chat with you guys, as always. It's always fun hearing some of your guys' questions um, and just, you know, hanging out with you guys a little bit. So uh, thanks again for listening to another week of the Fantasy Monsters, and we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. See ya. Creeping in the dark, waiting for